Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks Thanks be to to God, who gives us victory, the victory, the victory, through our Lord Jesus Christ. And welcome back to the Living Victory Podcast. My name is Christian Conway, as always, joined by my two main men. We got Jonathan Krause on this show two weeks in a row, boys. We're lucky. Yay, so excited. Got that right. (laughs) A little sick, voice might sound a little hoarse, but... We are here. That's the important thing. You look like a little horse, and now you're going to sound like a little horse? That's great. Okay. I don't even know where that's coming from. (laughs) Never gotten that before in my life. (laughs) You know, this reminds me of James called Taming the Tongue, where you bless God or bless others, and then you go around and curse others the next second. Okay, actually, speaking of what I look like, this is just a little funny thing. So I'm in this, I'm in a chat on, if anybody knows what Discord is, it's like the best group chat app out there, just so you know. Um, you know, not not a shameless plug or anything. Looking like a true gamer. Yeah, they are, they are the best. Um, so I'm in this Frisbee chat, and there's this guy in the chat, and he sent a picture of me. <laughs> this is so funny. He sent a picture of me. And then he spent a picture of uh, the famous tennis player. What is his name? Djokovic or something? Oh, yeah. I don't know his full Nick, name. Novakovic, whatever his name is. I should know that. Uh, apparently, I look like that guy. Novak No, Yeah, Novak Djokovic, whatever his name is. So apparently, I look like that guy. And then also, he sent a... There's some dude that posted a YouTube video about a star search algorithms computer files and apparently i look like that guy too (laughs) and then he kept going and then he sent a picture of the old speaker of the house um oh john boehner no no no, the old speaker of the house his name's paul ryan oh yeah yeah. apparently i look like that guy too and then he sent a picture of aaron Rodgers. (laughs) the list just kept going i was like oh my gosh where did you get all these from Aaron Rodgers is definitely your uh, celebrity lookalike, but I, I will admit, I just looked up Paul Ryan, and he's pretty close, too. Yeah, Paul Ryan's, like, literally my dad. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just a funny thing for everybody is, apparently I look like a couple people, but or actually, let me say it this way. A couple people look like me. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say, yeah, if you look at pictures of Paul Ryan, though, you need to, like, avoid that little... He has like an M-shaped hairline, and so it comes down in the middle. There's like a little poke down his forehead. Yeah, I don't have that. If you ever get that, you just need to (laughs) shave that right off. That's cold, dude. (laughs) Hair loss is a real problem in the man community, all right? But I feel like if you're balding in all except one spot of your head, you should probably just like make it look like that part's going along with the program. (laughs) All right, you're Golden arches on your forehead. (laughs) Anyway, we love you, Paul Ryan. Hopefully you're out there listening to this podcast. <laughs> He's definitely not. <laughs> never say never. All right, Max, who are your celebrity lookalikes this week? I don't even know. <laughs> How's your week? Oh, my week is fantastic. It's missions conference week here at LBC. Best week of the school year. Super hype. Hashtag no classes. Yeah, but like... <laughs> That's not even why it's a great week. Like, sure, it's a bump, but like, <laughs> just dedicating the whole week to missions is 
Incredible. Love it. Yeah, just think of it this way. You're taking one week where you're bringing a bunch of missionaries back home so they can't be out doing their missionary work. It's really selfish of you guys, Max. See, the thing is, that's it's not exactly the worst true. possible way to put that. <laughs> that's not quite true because a lot of the people who are here are like reps from missions agencies who just go oh, to okay. the colleges. Nice. So there are a few missionaries, but not, and a lot of retired ones too. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad it's an encouragement to you guys, and hopefully, it's raising up some new missionaries there in uh, LBC. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of how our weeks were, I'll go and then I'll ask Christian how his week was. Uh, my week was good. It was my birthday last week. Woo-hoo. I think I mentioned that on the last podcast. Anyway, um, I ended up going sun- snowboarding over the weekend. So that's always a good time. It's my first time out of the season, <clears throat> which was great. Definitely super sore, super exhausted. Also somewhat sick after that. So the after effects were kind of bad, but the actual day of, of snowboarding was fun. So, but then other than that, just, just typical work where you can, um, had an awesome, every Tuesday I have what is called a perspectives class. It's, it's like a college course for global missions. So it's very, very relevant, uh, to what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and it was just a phenomenal class last night taught by a guy who is extremely passionate about, just missions for the Lord and a heart for the Lord and a heart of praise and worship. And so that was, that was awesome to be a part of that. And then we're actually recording a little bit early this week because I'm going to be going to Idaho um, to visit a really good friend of mine. I know Idaho, right? Like what the heck is there besides potatoes? But no, I'm, I'm visiting a good friend who moved there for the potatoes, I guess. I don't know. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a fun weekend hanging out with him uh, and getting to see some good, good buddies. Uh, and so that's, that's super exciting. So I'm, I'm very hyped for that. Although we're going to get there pretty late at night. So getting up in the morning and then having to work remotely might be a struggle. So, yeah. but anyway, Christian, how was your week? My week was good. I uh, had a birthday this week, so I'm, I'm just behind Jonathan on the birthday train. Uh, but it was good. I, I love getting to spend time with family and friends. So I usually try to use my birthday as an excuse to do that. I try to get my family and friends to come hang out and, um, just go out to dinner or just, you know, do anything, (laughs) uh, usually like playing games. And so I got to hang out with some family this year and I couldn't have asked for a better birthday. Um, now your boy's 21. So I'm really, it's only downhill from here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 22 is you get to be Taylor Swift for a year <laughs> and then 25 and 26, you get a break from insurance. But, you know, other than that. And you get a rental car. 25, you get to rent your own yes, car. Yes. Right. So yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> yep. So, but you just got kicked off your parents' dental insurance, I think. Was it 22 or 21? I can't remember. Anyway, oh. enjoy that. I'm still on my parents' dental insurance. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> I'm not breaking any rules. <laughs> it might be 22. I can't remember what it is. But my favorite part of my birthday this year was every time somebody older than me would come say like, hey, how old are you? And I'd tell them, I'd tell them, yep, 21, basically one foot in the grave. And just watching their reaction when I said that I have one foot in the grave because I'm 21. <laughs> they were all like, what do you mean? Hey, man, I just turned 22 and I feel the same way. I was going to say, they felt like it was a personal attack at them. So <laughs> that was one of the best parts. What are they like? under the grave uh, yeah i don't know they're like if you're 21 you got one foot in the grave what does that make me i'm like 44 <laughs> uh, but good times good times they know it's all in good jest so regardless of your age though we're never too old to share jesus with people mm. amen 
So Amen. true. Wow. Yep. Yep. And we're back to the legendary transitions, everybody. I know you missed them, but that's our transition into the topic for, for this week's podcast, which Max is super excited about because he's having missions week at his school. I'm super excited about because I just went on a trip a couple weeks ago, which you guys know about. And then also I'm in this perspectives class, which is all about global missions. So if you couldn't tell already, by the we always do this we're like the title of the podcast is what the topic is going to be obviously. <laughs> so we're talking about just missions um a heart for missions um just how much god has a heart for the nations and for people going and for people sending and for people supporting and so whatever that might look at, like for each one of us we want to take part in what god has um in terms of global missions so we're gonna be talking about that and i'm super excited so I'm going to actually hand it over to Max, though, because Max, Max has probably been absolutely engulfed in missions conversations this week. So he's probably got some fun things to share. And Jonathan didn't even mention that I'm super excited. So I guess I'm just going to peace out. I'll let these guys have a yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm focused on the church. So, like, I'm not focused on missions at all. <laughs> no, every church should be focused on missions. Amen. That, yeah, that should be a non-negotiable. Um, but yeah, missions, so exciting. Um, I'll just give a brief explanation on what it is, even though most of you probably have an idea of what missions is. But generally, when we talk about it, <clears throat> we're talking about somebody who's leaving where they are to go to a different context, different cultural context, for the purpose of um, sharing the gospel with people. Um so that can be from, you know, America to a different country or, you know, even just going from where you are to another state to a different people who you're not used to. But for the sake of reaching them for the gospel, I think you could consider that missions as well. Um, and so this whole week we've been talking about missions. We've been talking about how important it is um, and you know, I'll start off with with talking about how the Bible is very clear on how important missions is. Um, you look at the Genesis chapter 12. That's sort of the place that people go to for the beginning of missions. We see God goes and calls Abraham. He said, go from your country and, you know, go and I will lead you and I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse who eh, bless those who curse you. Um, and through you, all the nations of the world will be blessed. All the peoples of the world will be blessed. And that's sort of where it starts is where God is saying, hey, I'm going to use you, Abraham, to bless the whole world. And we see that. And from that point you read through scriptures and you're like, yeah, the world is being reached. Whether that's, you know, David writing in the Psalms about how the nations will rejoice. The nations um, will see God. Um, we see people like Jonah in the Old Testament going to a different place to share the gospel with them. We see Paul who goes and he starts in church plants in all these different areas preaching the gospel, which is just, it's so clear in scripture that missions is so important. 
and you know the great commission matthew 28 and other passages as well at the end of each gospel and at the beginning of acts that just talk about how important it is for us to go and make disciples of all nations to go preach the gospel to go be a light in the world yeah so jumping right right in after max um god has such a heart throughout the bible for for just the nations and i know that that might be sometimes hard to see because of such a tie with israel that we see throughout the old testament but god really starts the entire um after the fall he starts just the the sending out of his people very very early i mean we see that with abraham he sent abraham out to go find a land that god was promised for him and god made a covenant with abraham that all of his descendants would be blessed that they would be that they would be many that they would be more than the stars in the sky of wherever Abraham was looking, that he couldn't even count them. And that's obviously we've seen that that has been 100% true and that God has stayed true to his covenant. And moving forward from that, there are other just numerous times in the Old Testament that God has sent. I mean, Jonah is a great example also of God sending to to Nineveh to go witness to an absolute evil people group. Um, and then moving into the Old Testament, Jesus is all about missions. We see him going all over the place. And even to Samaria, he created um, or, or was able to produce converts that went to their own home local areas. We see the woman at the well do this. We see the man who had the demon possession in the, in the cemetery with, um, with the legion, the demon called legion. Um, and we see that, that just those two right there, the moment that they had an encounter with Jesus, it was right back to where they were from to go tell the good news. Um, even though in a certain point they weren't asked not to, right? Which is so funny. So maybe not those two specifically, but it's funny how Jesus asked certain people to not go and not say anything. And that just makes them want to go say it all the more. So, but God has such a heart for the nations and we see his, he weave that story throughout scripture about how he is planning to reach first of all the Jews and then the Gentiles with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that takes, um, that takes form in a couple different ways. Um, but a big part of that is sending to people who have never heard before. Uh, I've heard some pretty interesting t- statistics. I think the most recent one I heard was 96% of all resources that are given to missions are sent to places where people are already reached. Mm-hmm. And that's really humbling because there are still, what is it, like 2,100 people groups that are not uh, reached. I think it's a little lower than that now because they're, they've been pounding out new uh, translations of the Bible and people have really, really been going. And, and a big part of that is sending organizations um, like Pioneers, like Crew, like International Mission Board, all these different places there are organizations that send out people. Yeah, um, it actually looks and, like there's 7,423 unreached people groups still, according to the okay. project. According to Joshua Project. Okay, so it's even more than I thought. Goodness gracious. So um, it is. there are still plenty of people who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God is, is setting up a plan to reach those people. And if you notice, um, in the last, like even in the last just 200 years, the, the rate of which people are being sent throughout the world to preach to Jesus Christ is like dramatically skyrocketed exponentially and you can just see how much the lord is planning to reach people in such a short amount of time i mean they they project that by 2030 ish maybe 2035 ish that they'll have the bible translated into every language which is incredible in and of itself um and obviously technology has been a big part of that as well 
So you can really just see the Lord using um, so many different ways and so many different people and so many different organizations and churches to send people out to share and to uh, just reach the people that are lost. Um, and we can we know that Jesus uh, and God has a heart for people that are lost and that have never heard before. Um, and Max was so right and dead on with with the Great Commission. I mean, that's not that was a command given. That wasn't a suggestion. That wasn't a by the way, if you're a missionary, you should go do this. No, no, that was a command given to all believers that we need to go and we need to make disciples and we need to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and in teaching and admonishing them, right? And that's a big part of it too. So, and we love discipleship on this podcast. We talk about it a lot. Um, and I we've done episodes on it. Go check those out. Those are great episodes. So God has just a heart for people and we need to as well. Now, in terms of for you guys, <clears throat> not everybody is called to go to the mission field, to go to people that are that have never been reached before, that have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. Um, for those who are called and go, that's amazing. But for those who aren't, they maybe start to feel like they're left out, right? Well, God's not calling me to go do that, right? So what are some things that you guys would say to somebody like that? Um, or, or maybe some questions you would ask or, or maybe some direction you would give into what God has set up for people like that as well. Cause not everyone is called to go to the mission field. Yeah. I think that's an excellent question. And we, we, cause it's easy for us to sit here and talk about how missions are so important. But at the end of the day, the three of us are people living in the United States who aren't actively involved in long-term missions overseas. And so somebody might be thinking, you know, how can these people be talking about missions and the importance of missions if they themselves aren't missionaries? Well, there's a few ways that we can support missions overseas. I think every believer should be involved in some kind of missions overseas and some kind of missions within their local city. And that can look in many different variety of ways. One, you can pray for missionaries that you know. And I think that all three of us can attest to this. We have met missionaries who work overseas and we know missionaries and know the countries that they're in. And sometimes we have a good enough relationship with them that we can go get on the phone with them and ask them, how is their ministry doing? Or send them an email and ask, how is ministry going? And they can give us real-time updates so we can be praying for what's going on. Because prayer is not just this thing that we we should say because it sounds good. We should actually pray for people because we believe that prayer changes things. We believe as Christians that if we pray to God, he's sovereign over everything and things are going to change. And so we should be praying for missionaries around the world. And a second way we can be supporting missions overseas is by sending financial assistance because those people, and most of the time, missionaries overseas can only do their thing if they have money. They, they usually don't have like a tent maker kind of business where they can do business and also do missions on the side. A lot of times missions is their number one job, their, their primary job, and they are supported by people like us who are in the United States who send them out to go do missions. So you're, you can pray to support them. You can give money to support them. But another thing that you can do is you can be reaching people in your own city. And that's something really cool about the place that the three of us met in uh, just Southern Maryland, like uh, Silver Spring area, just north of D.C., is that there are so many people from all over the world that we could impact in that area of the country. And that's probably true of wherever you live. There are probably people from around the world that live in your city. And so you can be reaching those people with the gospel at the same time, praying 
and supporting financially missionaries that are working overseas and doing their job actively. So those are just a few ways that I've done it in the past. Max, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Um, I echo everything. Like every Christian to some degree is, should be involved in missions, whether that's through prayer, whether that's through giving, whether that's through actually being the ones who go. And um, like I saw a video of this missionary who was talking and he said, you know, 98% of people, you know, at least, or 98% of Christians aren't going to be the ones who go. And that 98%, we still need to be actively caring about missions because those 2% or less that do go, they need support. They need prayer. They're not going to be able to reach the world on their own. They need someone to hold on to them, to be their support. Um, and so everyone needs to be involved to some degree. Um, and, you know, Jonathan brought up the idea of, you know, maybe they feel maybe people who aren't involved in missions aren't aren't feeling like, you know, the super Christians or they feel maybe lesser than. And I want to bring up a point, you know, if you're not in full time ministry, you're not a lesser Christian than someone who is. Yeah. We need people. We need Christians doing everything. Um, and so for those who are living and, you know, you're a teacher, you're a nurse, you're a fill in the blank. We still need you. We need Christians in every, every aspect of life to reach those in their circles, to reach those in whatever capacity they can. And so you're no less than someone who's going and, you know, some big preacher like John MacArthur, you know, the the trash man who's a Christian, who's living faithfully, who's, you know, a good father, a good husband, you're no less for that because God calls people to do different things. But in that same light, if you have, if you're hearing about missions and you're, you know, you feel a desire and a call maybe to do that, like be open to where God can lead you. Don't just say, oh, I'm just going to pick the safe route because, you know, that's just, it's the safe route. Like, if you go and you trust God, like, he will provide what you need. God's not going to say, oh, you want to do missions? Well, you're going to be in the worst place possible and, you know, good luck out there. Have fun and we'll see what happens on the other side kind of a thing. No, God there's a lot of faith and trust in God, which can seem scary. But as I like to say, like, I'd rather trust God than trust anyone else. Like, I'd rather trust God's plan than my plan, because God's plan, he has a view that's way greater than mine. And so if you have a passion for ministry, whether that's local church ministry or missions or whatever, like, don't ignore that. Because that could be a prompting from the Holy Spirit. And we were in chapel this morning and um, the guy who was uh, preaching, he was talking about a missionary who was going and recruiting people um, for missions. And they went up to this person 
uh, this girl who was like, yeah, I don't feel a call to missions, but there's probably someone who said no to the call, so I'll just take their spot. And, you know, I just thought that was really funny. But but to that degree, you know, we can go, we can do missions, we can be involved in many aspects of life. And no matter what that form of missions looks like, you're no lesser of a Christian for being, you know, the one who prays for their missionaries than the one actually going and sharing the gospel with people. As long as you're living a faithful life to God and pursuing him in life, like that's what God calls us to do. So on this episode so far, we've been talking a lot about this idea of being called to missions, this idea of being like God leading you and calling you to missions. Now, it, let's let's say we meet somebody who doesn't necessarily like God hasn't come down from heaven and slapped them in the face and told them that they should go do missions. And they haven't had any dream like revelations in their dreams that they should go do missions. But they've been hearing about missionaries and maybe they're doing something similar to you guys where they're going to a class and learning about missions. And they've started to just be interested and, and look into it. If you were to give that person advice, how would you help them to understand, okay, is mission something I should pursue? Am I being called by God? Or am I just a Christian who loves Jesus and loves to see people come to know Jesus? And so missions get me excited. How would you help somebody to, to make that decision? Because it's, it's a big decision to go into missions, especially if you're going overseas. So if somebody came to you and they had that kind of, kind of question, they were seeking that guidance, how would you go about advising them and, and deciding whether they should go into missions or whether they should start by supporting missions? I know Jonathan's been walking through this in, over the last year in his own life. He's been sharing that journey with us. So if you guys could just speak into that, I think that'd be valuable um, for people who maybe are making that decision right now or one day will come to a, a season in life where they're going to be making that decision. Yeah, so I'm going to hop on this chain train real fast because, yes, this is currently... Um, in, in my own way, in my own perspective, definitely something that I'm extremely struggling with right now. So the first thing I want to say is when I was in the Middle East, I spoke to a missionary there and he gave some extremely wise advice to me and another guy who basically asked this question. Um, and the advice that he gave was, was, first of all, to really understand your own beliefs and your own faiths. Um, and a second to identify in yourself what is really meaningful to you and to identify what scriptures kind of keep you up at night. And, and that might not be physically like actually keep you up at night, but like in a theoretical sense, like what scriptures like bother you? Um, and he said one of the scriptures that, that bothered him was, was just the wrath of God on the unbeliever and that really bothered him and that scripture kept him up at night and then a third piece of advice he gave was was timing to really know and wait on god's timing for the right time because there are some people who have a heart for missions and want to go on mission but the lord has decided that it's not quite time yet and he shared an example in his own life that he was a salesman at a furniture store for an entire year before God allowed him to actually go into the mission field. And he was like, you think I wanted to be a salesman in a furniture store for an entire year while I knew I was going into missions or was going to go into missions or wanted to go into missions? And he was like, no, of course I didn't, but the timing wasn't right yet. 
And so God's timing is a very important piece there. And then the last piece of advice that he gave was um, <clears throat> to uh, to really focus on the Christian and godly influences on your life and see what they confirm in you in terms of missions. And I mean that in terms of mentors that you have, disciples that you have, the church that you're around, friends, family, whatever that might be, the biblical voices in your life. What do they say about you? What do they confirm in you in terms of your heart for missions? Because I think God can speak. Um, and you have to be careful about this too, because you can get differing opinions and it can be very confusing with different people. But I think there are some extremely spirit-driven voices that can speak really good encouragement and direction into your life based off what they see in you and can identify in you and in the kind of gifts and heart that God has given you. So those are, I thought those are extremely good practical pieces of advice that he gave us. And then maybe more from my perspective in terms of what I'm dealing with right now. Um, the first thing I would say is if you're considering any kind of God's call, God's calling is a big word, by the way. Um, I talked to a missionary there and, and they said, uh, that we don't really believe in God's calling. I was like, well, that's super interesting. And explain that. And she's like, and they were like, well, it's, it, yes, some people, you know, God comes to them in a dream or whatever. And, and the calling on their life is super clear. But for other people, it's these tiny little steps and tiny little things that God uses to bring them to a point of saying yes to God's mission. And looking back, hindsight 2020, you can say, oh, I was called. But in the moment, it was maybe just like, oh, this is really kind of a step of faith. And I think God uses that and blesses that as well. So when I use the word God's calling, I know it sounds big, but I really just mean, you know, the Lord is just directing your many steps to ultimately bring you to a large step. Um and that should be done prayerfully. And that's what I really want to touch on is prayer is so powerful. Prayer is so useful. Prayer is a resource and a connection of relationship that God has given us to communicate with him. And so we need to rely heavily on that for everything in our life, but especially when it comes to mission, because a, somebody who is not supposed to be on mission and doesn't have a heart for mission, being on mission can be a dangerous thing. It can be a distraction for other people. I know that sounds harsh, but I've seen it. I've talked with people who have seen it, um, and it can be really uh, a big obstruction to God's um, way of sharing uh, Jesus with people. So I think it's very important to know and to understand where your heart is in terms of mission. Um, so prayerfully jump into that and be okay with whatever God's answer is. This is the last thing I'm going to say, because it's possible that the Lord's like, nope, I haven't called you in a mission. I've called you to be a sender. I've, I've called you to be a mobilizer, whatever it might be. Um, and whatever God has called you to in your life, man, that's awesome. God bless you. Praise the Lord for what he's doing in your life. Like Max said, you are no less of a Christian. You are no less valuable if you don't go to the Middle East or to Russia or whatever and go die in a, in a prison for the Lord. I mean, that's great people that do that hurrah for you like your faith is incredible but at the same time and i said this on last week's podcast like the parable of the talents god has given you specific to you what you need and what you do with that is your responsibility and god is going to work with you and direct your paths in that in whatever it is so praise god for whatever it is so prayerfully jump into it and also those other four things that i spoke about um i think are awesome 
practical ways to go about thinking and and considering missions yeah um i'm in a similar boat to jonathan um you know considering it to some degree um where god is is leading me and it very well could be missions i don't know um but one of the things is you know god is is going to God's going to work. <laughs> God is faithful. And it may just be a series of small steps. He may just be like, all right, here's a, a small open door here. Like, go walk through this for now. And then I'll open another one um, a couple n- months for now. But, you know, I, I'm not going to do it all the way yet. But here, like, just follow faithfully at the moment. Um God doesn't show you your whole life right now. And I think an aspect of that is we have to have faith in in what God's plan is. And so, you know, for some people, for instance, I have a friend here um, who over the past two or three months has felt a real like burden calling to go to Ireland Um you know, it seems like every other day he's coming in and he's like, oh my gosh, like God is just making it more and more clear every day that I need to go and be a missionary to Ireland, which is so cool. He's like, yep, I just heard this person tell me, hey, we need to send more missionaries to Ireland just out of the blue. And oh, like there's a friend who I know who's who's going and, you know, just hearing about it. It's like, yeah, I, I need to be there kind of a thing. And so, you know, God, God can use that. God can work in so many different ways and it's not going to look the same for each person. But faithfully follow him. And, you know, I just echo everything else that Jonathan said, you know, finding people who, who can speak into your life and find out what breaks your heart too. If you see something and you hear something and you're like, oh my gosh, like that I have a passion for that. When I hear about it, like it just hurts. And I wonder who's going to do something about it. You know, find what that is in your life. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd say. I mean, like we said, Jonathan and I are, are working through um, these questions at the moment. And it's, it's an exciting thing, but there's a lot of trust in, in God. And we don't know at the moment, what God is going to do, but we can have faith and trust him in that. Amen. Amen. I feel like that could be our, <laughs> that could be our application for every episode. Have faith in God and trust that his plan is going to be good for your life. Uh, but no, for real, anybody, everybody should be involved in some sort of sh- effort to share the gospel in the world. And that is not something that you have to wait for God to call you to, because if you're waiting for God to call you to go support some missions somewhere, then all you have to do is read Matthew 28 and there's there's Jesus calling you to go do it. So that is something that if you're not involved in, then you need to get involved in. And if you don't know where to go or don't know where to turn, then feel free to email us. You can email us at questions at livingvictorypodcast.com and we will point you towards some amazing resources. Uh, Joshua Project, go to your local church and see if your local church has any missions organizations or missionaries that it supports. And figure out how you can be praying for those people and how you can be supporting those people in any way possible. Sometimes something as small as writing a letter of encouragement to those missionaries 
is a way that you can serve them. So that is something that you should be on lookout for in your own life. And then be praying about how God wants you to be sharing the gospel in your own life. Because like John, or excuse me, like Max said, even if you are a trash delivery guy, or trash delivery, even if you're a trash man, you're not delivering trash, hopefully you're picking up the trash, but even if you're a, a trash man, you have relationships in your life, probably with non-believers who need to hear the gospel. So you can be a missionary even in your own town. So we want to encourage you in every way possible, figure out who you can be sharing the gospel with and how you can be doing that so you can be a light for Christ in your life. But really, we just want to thank you guys for coming out and listening to this week's episode. I hope that it has been an encouragement to you. It sure has been an encouragement to me, and I'm, I'm going to continue to pray for missionaries and start praying for more missionaries. That's an area that I've been slacking on in my own life. So I'm, I'm glad that we did this and have been able to talk about it. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, like I said, you can reach us at questions at livingvictorypodcast.com. You can also visit our website, livingvictorypodcast.com, and you can find our information there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any requests on what you want us to do an episode on in the future, we'd love to do that for you. So feel free to send us an email or a message and let us know what you want us to talk about because we are here to serve you guys and to help build a community of young adults and teenagers who love Christ and want to serve him with their lives. So we love you guys. We thank you guys. Go off and be missionaries in your world, whether that's at home or abroad. Go share the gospel with people. We love you guys. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you again here next week. And as always, love each other and shine your light.